HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to Meet in 3, Heritage Radio Network's weekly food news roundup. I'm your host and HRN's communications director, Kat Johnson. We're currently on our season break, but this week we wanted to bring you a special snack-sized episode. It's the middle of summer, which means we're enjoying weekend green markets full of heirloom tomatoes, strawberries, peaches, and more. This year, the USDA proclaimed a week-long celebration to further awareness of farmers markets' contributions to American life. So today, we're joining the Farmers Market Coalition to recognize National Farmers Market Week. Farmers Market Coalition is a national nonprofit organization dedicated to strengthening farmers markets for the benefit of farmers, shoppers, and communities. This is Ben Feldman. I'm the policy director for the National Farmers Market Coalition. This is a great time to talk to Ben about farmers because there's a ton of news about agricultural economics right now. We'll circle back to local farmers markets in a moment, but first, let's look at the big picture. On episode two of Meet and Three, I reported a story on tariffs and the escalating trade tensions between China and the U.S. and how farmers were already feeling their effects. Way back on April 10th, I spoke to Lauren Pewitt of China Ag, a market intelligence company that focuses on the ag markets of China. At the time, he said we were far from being in a full-fledged trade war. No, we're not there yet. But, I mean, if there's a wholesale ban of soybean imports where zero, you know, zero metric tons are going to China, then I would, I would say then it would be full-fledged. This week, I contacted Lauren and asked, what about now? Has a trade war begun? His response was yes. He said, quote, the trade dispute escalated into a full-blown trade war on July 6th after both sides imposed 25% tariffs on a variety of imported goods. Chief among them were U.S. soybeans, end quote. One of the craziest things to happen on July 6th involved a U.S. cargo ship carrying $20 million in soybeans. The bulk carrier called Peak Pegasus tried to reach China before the tariffs went into effect, but just barely missed the cutoff. Now a casualty of the trade war, it's been drifting in circles off the coast while the owners figure out if and when to import the cargo. In the meantime, it's costing them upwards of $12,000 a day to keep chartering the ship. A huge surge of foreign agribusinesses are seeking Lauren's expertise as a market analyst as they see huge opportunity to grow their business with China 
in the wake of increased tariffs. Commodity farmers in the U.S. could stand to lose out on a huge chunk of the market. To bring things back stateside, how will this affect U.S. farmers? As Emily Atkin wrote in The New Republic, quote, American farmers are furious, and President Donald Trump is trying to calm them in the only way he knows how, throw money at them, end quote. On Tuesday, July 24th, Trump announced a $12 billion bailout to include direct payments to farmers, efforts to promote U.S. goods abroad, and an expansion of a program that purchases surplus farm output and distributes it to food banks and other anti-hunger programs. That emergency aid is only going to commodity farmers, though. Here's Ben Feldman explaining that situation. When we talk about commodities, right, we're typically talking about um, items where once they're harvested, they're pretty well um, ubiquitous. Um, they're similar to all of the other, wherever it came from, wherever in the world. Um, long-term storage. And then the, the other general broad agricultural category is specialty crops, and that's primarily fresh fruits and vegetables, um, nuts, things like that. Um, and so there isn't, yeah, there's not a lot of support in the bailout for specialty crops uh, across the board. Yeah. And then there's, there's really nothing in there at all for farmers who sell directly to the public. The good news there is because they're not selling on an international market, they're not subject to, you know, the, the, the retaliatory response from, from other countries like China, for example. So farmers who sell direct to consumer at local markets won't see the bailout. On the other hand, they may be protected because they get better prices on crops through direct sales. In fact, I was just on a farm recently, and he said we do 20% of our volume sales at market, but we earn 80% of our revenue from farmer's market sales. With that in mind, I asked Ben if he thought the current economic landscape could cause a shift from commodity farming to specialty farming in the U.S. to the benefit of farmer's markets. That's a great question, and I do think it's the kind of thing um, that, you know, whether it's anybody's primary motivator, I don't know, but um, we certainly, it's the kind of thing that I definitely think shifts farmers' thinking um, and is more likely, you know, when, when times are tough, you know, what, what is it? Necessity is the mother of invention. So um, when times are tough and farmers are, are needing additional revenue, they start to think more creatively and come up with more creative solutions. And, you know, that's the last time we went through a farm crisis. That's where a lot of the modern farmer's market movement came from. And, um, and that's, you know, what farmers struggling to survive um, has led to CSAs and, and other creative approaches. So um, I don't think it's, you know, I think it's, it's certainly reasonable to think that a farm crisis or um, trade wars could lead farmers to do more sales direct to the public. How tariffs and proposed bailouts will impact the economy is still unclear. We're also waiting to see whether the next farm bill will take away grants and other support for farmers markets. The only thing we are certain about, things are changing. Now is the time to get involved if you care about the future of farming in the U.S., you can start by visiting FarmersMarketCoalition.org. Thanks so much to Ben Feldman for speaking to me about farmers markets and to Lauren Puett for being a great resource about China and U.S. agricultural trade. 
If you want to learn more about the current state of trade between the U.S. and China, read my full interview with Pewitt at heritageradionetwork.org slash soybeans. We hope you all have a wonderful farmer's market week. There's no better time to shop for your favorite seasonal produce and support local farmers. That's it for this week's show. We'll be back next Friday with another snack-sized episode. You heard a clip of my interview with John Eichert at Slow Food Nations in episode 10, and by popular demand, we'll be bringing you that interview in its entirety. Be the first to know when we post new episodes. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you love what you're hearing, please recommend us to your friends and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Get in touch if you have feedback or story ideas. You can reach us anytime at ideas at meetand3.nyc. That's all spelled out. Meet and 3 is produced by Liza Hamm, Hannah Forden, Katie Mosman-Wadler, and me, Kat Johnson. Our audio engineer is David Tattashore. Our theme song was composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Meet and 3 is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio.